Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, we are hanging out with Lori and Julia on the most productive day of the week, Tuesday. We've got a great show ahead here, so sit back and enjoy Lori and Julia, guys. Hello. 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 Yes, yesterday I was just standing around baggage claim waiting for my bag to come in from gate G30. How far away can you be? Four walkie walks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Four of them away. It is. You wonder, well, we talked to the airport. I think you can do a good mile lap at least. I mean, it's great walking there. And I was dressed like a Raiders cheerleader, I realized, (laughs) in my black and gold jacket. And, you know, when I was coming back on Friday from having lunch at Applebee's in Henderson with my mom's friend, Jane. Yes. we, uh, We didn't go... The strip way, we came back on the freeway. Like when you go, when you're on the strip and you go past Mandalay Bay and you keep going down, that's where the iconic Welcome to Las Vegas sign is. Yes, yes. You know, but I'd never seen it in person before because it seems so far out of the way. So we were coming back on the freeway and we're like almost uh, behind Aria, you know, so we're really basically right behind the strip. And all of a sudden comes. In view, I first of all, I see all these metal rams, okay, all over the place. Big rams, like the silhouettes, you know, when we go to your sister's cabin and there are the moose moose. silhouettes. They look like they're real rams, though, because they're kind of all over. And then, and I said to the guy, or my Lyft driver, I said, is that the new football stadium? And he was like, oh, yeah, isn't that the, it, it looks like a black rhinestone it is the outside of that building it fits the raiders so beautiful yeah it looks like a black rhinestone the building is so um just glittery glittery glittery, shiny pointy in the right point yeah it is a very very beautiful building but also very cool fitting like fitting for the raiders too like this black den of just yes beautiful yeah i get it and I, the driver had gone to something there and he said you can't believe what they have in, inside you know how cool what a cool place it mm-hmm. is and everything and i just said i go well in minnesota we have a building that looks like this but it's all clear glass and god knows how many birds it kills every <laughs> right year. you know it's right by the mississippi river where the migration takes place and right is dazzlingly bright inside it's beautiful and, yeah no it is beautiful but anyway um just the, and the two you know vegas does this black glittery right. rhinestone thing and then we have this glass dome of yeah whatever just the aesthetics couldn't is have been there, more different is their logo a ram no. yes no it isn't no it's a raider it's a raider, it's a raider but there were all these 
all these I can look at Grammy looking things that look well, like Raiders. I don't even know what Raiders look like. Well, it's a pirate. It's a, basically it's an emblem that looks like it's a shield, and then it has a well, pirate maybe on it. This was just that's, random. That's um, what Rams I thought. I'm like, what are, what do Rams have to do with I the was, Raiders? Yeah, we were yeah. a little off. A okay, little off. well, you know me in sports. Mm-hmm. It's accidental, and um, uh, let's see, <laughs> like you know, uh, let me I just show you one of my Rams, Julian. You can tell me. What it is, but they were, or maybe they're horses. I've never been well, able to tell my just, animals. That just looks like a random horse. Okay, like, fine. It's, <laughs> it's an installation of the Wild West. Yeah. yeah. In- Next to the diamond. And then we <laughs> learned <laughs> that Penn and Teller are the only thing keeping Rio Hotel open. Real? Oh, the Rio? Really? Yeah. And the guy said to me, MGM owns it. And the baseball stadium, they want to have side-by-side stadiums. He said, and the word is that MGM, they're not replacing light bulbs, and the whole place has been taken over by feral cats. Oh, God. Why? Because they're probably going to sell the lands for the right. next stadium that Home comes into of town. The, of the Voodoo Lounge back in the day. It was a hot, the hot Voodoo. prince actually yes. did a residency yes. at Rio. Wow. And I said, are you lying to me right now about right? the feral cats? He says, no. He said, and if you look over there... There's pockets of the hotel where there are no lights on, and they're just not even replacing lights. And they're just—I hated going over there. It was off the strip. It was—you had to get a cab. It was too far. Oh, away. so far. It yeah. was a dumb place. Although yeah. we had fun there, it was a we dumb did. place. We did, but he said Penn and Teller's the only thing that's keeping that place going. It's gonna—that land's gonna be a baseball stadium. So I kind of had a little sports tour with my cab well, driver. Jeff was telling and me, and it's called yeah, the Allegiant. Allegiant. But yeah. you can Allegiant see Stadium, the yeah. shiny black mirror. It. It, it was. It well, was David, so pretty. They had the big country music awards there last year that David yes. went to. But the thing, so Jeff was telling me he's a hockey fan. Their new hockey stadium, he went to a wild game out there. And the, they have the showgirls, the real Las Vegas showgirls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they they distract the players, the opposing teams. Yeah, that's so bench. smart. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. He said that's so smart and strategic. Yeah, right. Because yeah. it's not every day you see... The showgirls that I do game. in Vegas. You see showgirls everywhere. Sure you do, but on not when street. you're playing hockey. No, in an but arena. on the street corner. I mean, you see more TNA yeah, in Vegas, just randomly everywhere. You know, even like what some of the gals walk around in in front of Paris and Planet Hollywood to take photos. I mean, my mom and I were in real amazement. My mom wanted to know if they get cold. And I said they don't start till noon. <laughs> and then I wanted to know how they handle the shoes. <laughs> There's a shoe situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of platforms. Oh, God. I know. Anyway. Well, that's so funny that you saw these I thought Rams. the Raiders were the I'm Rams, like, but they were metal. They're just like, you know, these bronze horses all around yeah. the, um, I guess it's art. It's, Lori, that is, you it's know, an art. It's, it's, it's art because there were multiple horses, which I thought were Rams because I thought it the Raiders the were Rams. <laughs> That, I'm like, where? Because I'm thinking, does she think that the L.A. Rams grant? I know. Okay, I, last, I was confused. For I was a very yeah. confused. And then last night on the final of the football game, the Chargers, Grant's, <sighs> Grant's people played against. Who are they even playing against? They were playing against the Broncos, the infamous uh, our Seattle quarterback oh, who's yeah. been not having the $256 million man who yeah. has played. Is, is he still doing bad? Oh, oh yeah. But he, his line isn't giving him a chance either. Uh, well, they're that. accidental sports talk. It's Except I want to tell you, often. the kicker of the San Diego team pulled oh, yeah. his hammy and he kicked 
three more times. Every time he kicked, he'd fall to the ground in pain because, and he still went out there because it was in such bad. That's dedication. That, yeah. I mean, because you, I had this experience mm-hmm. on oh, a different yeah. level, not kicking, mm-hmm. but running, mm-hmm. playing tennis. Oh my word! To do it and to do it so full fledged yeah. to get a field goal in. Oh yeah, he must have been dying. Yeah. Well, Julia, you know he's but not he's paid a lot of money. Team. That's right. There you go. But I can't down. imagine. Maybe they gave him a little shot of something, yeah. put some numbing cream on know. there, and he just thinks I've done this a million times. Muscle memory. Yeah. Deal with the shoot of pain that's going to happen. I mean, it's not like they're out there making tackles, so I'm sure his players were like, "Come on, man, fuck yeah. it up a little bit." Oh, kick exactly. Him. <laughs> I hate to say that, but you yes, know, yeah, I know. All right, yeah. listen. Uh, we get back. It's our story. We can't get enough of. Hey, everybody! Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, yesterday we finally got uh, some smutty details. Read the <laughs> demise of Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis. Featuring Harry Styles in the mix when um, we have to thank the nanny who um, was the nanny for three years. And um, she certainly delivered with uh, everything that she shared with the Daily Mail. And I'm thinking about how this is basically this love triangle, because as far as I'm concerned, usually there is someone that you root for in a love triangle in this love triangle. There's no one to root for. No. Not Olivia, not Harry, and not Jason. They all feel like all three of them are to blame. Oh, 100%. Because, yes. like, think about it. Jennifer Garner had to endure Ben's fling with the nanny. Yes. Jennifer Aniston survived Brad Pitt leaving her for Angelina and then publicly trashing their marriage. Yep. As you remember, yep. he publicly trashed her. Mia Farrow found... Naked photos of her daughter with her longtime partner, Woody Allen, that he had oh, taken. I love that you're dragging up that one. Wow, that's a deep cut, I'm just saying that was a celebrity uh-huh. love triangle. Right. Um, and, 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 and now, um, uh, you know, the, the toss salad of Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis, and Harry Styles, uh, nobody is a winner here for them. They all <laughs> look bad. Homewrecker Harry is not a good look for him. No, it really isn't. Olivia clearly cheated. People yeah. always have, but uh, Jason sounds like he was a drinker and abusive with his behavior. And um, so yesterday, after the nanny, and I mean, she had receipts for days. If you read that Daily Mail story, she had text. She had text. She's very believable. Okay, And all of her details are believable. And she doesn't really seem to be any one-sided, but she seems like she stayed on with Jason and to help with the kids, because maybe Olivia didn't like leaving them alone him alone without the nanny, you know, and she was filming her movie. So she does this, uh, you know, um, whole thing about how Olivia, you know, was busted by Jason when she left her Apple watch behind because everything's on the damn cloud. Lori, and it shows up right away every, on an Apple watch. Everything is everywhere. Yeah. First of all, everyone mm-hmm. has access to everything yeah. everywhere. And we're in, we've got a book about that at yeah. the bottom of the hour. And and then the nanny said that Jason was a drunk mess after he got dumped. And then when Olivia came home to make a salad to bring to Harry using her special dressing, he became so infuriated. He followed her around the house, filming her, laid down in the driveway, wouldn't let her leave, came back in the house, filmed her some more. 
very threatening. So anyway, you know, all of not good behavior. On drama, 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 drama. Yes. And the Daily Mail had every dirty detail of this thing. So they issued a statement yesterday calling, they issued a joint statement calling their former nanny a liar. As parents, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's incredibly upsetting to learn a former nanny of our two young children would make all these false and scurrilous accusations. They don't say they're going to sue her because you can't sue someone for telling the truth. They're true. But so, they're, they're against it coming out in the public. That's right. And they're I still wonder. It. They're who, both against it. Who, who is going to win in, in this information coming out? So Olivia, last night, she is the keynote speaker at the L, L Women in Hollywood event. Oh, she was? Yes. I didn't know she was keynote. Oh, keynote. No. Now, Grant posted the red carpet, and I mean, a lot of um, lovely ladies yes. were there. Anne Hathaway, Hathaway Michelle Yeoh, Issa Rae, Sydney Sweeney, Sigourney Weaver, Ariana DeBose. It's a good red carpet. Yes, it is. And Olivia gave a very impassioned speech. Oh, I'm already bored. I know. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, because I... We've read all of her. Okay, this is a celebration of women in Hollywood. This is how she starts out. Let's face it, it's not always easy to keep going. In fact, sometimes it's tempting to excuse ourselves from the burning hellfire of the misogyny that defines this business and say, good night, good luck, I'd rather eat glass for a living. Um, She took that from Daniel Craig (laughs) about playing James Bond. (laughs) It often takes the form of a tight grip of your shoulders and an intense stare into your eyes and a defiant do not let them bleep with you. Is she writing lyrics for a new Harry Styles song? No, no, this this is is so weird. Welcome. Isn't it fun that we're all here together tonight celebrating us? And then she goes, she went on. She said, no matter how much the patriarchy relies on us to cut each other down in order to weaken our collective power, we have to resist the urge to play by their self-serving rules. Because, you know, in all of her don't worry, darling, she was always you know, bringing up the patriarchy. I was sick of it. Yeah. 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 So here she goes. She goes, um, I was an actress who started producing and then finally got the courage to start directing. And I wouldn't started any of it at all if I knew Twitter would be invented. Mm. But here I am. It's a real thrill to have what is undeniably the greatest job on the planet. And let's face it. You're not a woman in Hollywood until you've begged to be placed into a medically induced coma until your press tour is finished. Until then, you're just a, re- a woman residing in Hollywood. She sounds okay. No, I wait, mean, we're not I'm even so done. This is a downer um, speech. A little privileged, much? I mean, and it's so horrible that we have to fly around. And it's- then she name checked all the honorees, and she said, "And I want to remind the world that we are not so easily manipulated." Oh, for crying out loud! Yeah, it was a kind of a. Um, Oh so it was a, it's the greatest job on the planet that makes right. her want to eat glass. That, um, that we all make a gazillion. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Million dollars yeah. for mm-hmm. beyond the the grief to dollar ratio and what we do compared to everyone else in the world is nothing. Yeah. She said it's also she feels energized and she's motivated to keep fighting through the health fire as should you ladies. So it's a real That's just a horrible speech. I would have if it was you, Lori, I would have gotten the little thing and got you off stage and said, What Lori really means to say here is welcome. Right. We're so glad that we're here together tonight. And isn't it fun? Look at how look at what we're all doing. Let's celebrate everyone's projects. We're all doing amazing yeah. things. Instead of bitching, I'm so sick of the bitching about the mis- this is her MO though. This is her whole thing. This is she well, stays on on point. You know, she really she feels like a negative Nelly, Lori. And I just want to add, before before a month a month before when she started working on the film, don't worry, darling, before Harry Styles showed up on the set, a month before she spoke to her staff about her plans to marry Jason yeah. and make their daughter Daisy a flower girl. So this is just a month before. Then she met Harry Styles, becomes bedazzles, moves I would be out, bedazzled by him sure, too. moves into a sixteen hundred dollar mm. a night hotel in L.A. Mm. The minute she meets him, yeah, I'm. Well, listen, she, she don't was bedazzled. Darlene is that Venice Film Festival red carpet is considered one of the most cringeworthy um, film fest things to ever you know happen there. And I can understand why he was heartbroken after she cheated on him. I can understand. I went back and listened to a Howard Stern interview Mm -hmm. about when she first started dating him. He practiced that. Remember that guy who was on our show who his name the game game game. about Neil Strauss negging N E G G I N G that beautiful women need to be ignored and said you say dismissive things to them because they're not used to people dismissing them and then they'll pay attention it's how to get dates yeah and Jason Olivia was like oh yeah Jason took my number and didn't call me for like a month and then we went out on a date and then he didn't so like I'm so I, I'm not surprised this couple didn't stick together because I just think that that kind of behavior is a red flag right away anyway. With either with you somebody. like him or you don't. Yeah, yeah. what? Because what kind of a game are you? You don't need to be playing that kind of a game. But um, anyway, so he was heartbroken, you know. But Harry is not going to like the home record label, which he. I just yeah. yeah, this is just and wow. it's not normal behavior to lie down in front of a car and say you're not that is abusive behavior to do that and follow someone around and it's just the the mental gymnastics. There's no winners in this oh. in this circle. No you relationships know. are very messy sometimes. Oh my and gosh! I just, and she was thrown out. The nanny was thrown out at ten o'clock at night by a drunk Jason Sudeikis because. He wanted her to spy on Olivia and report yeah. back to him. The oh, nanny doesn't want to be put in the middle. Yeah. No. Anyway, make it make sense, Olivia, or just stop talking because I don't know if the word salad is helping because now we, you know. <laughs>
have the salad dressing situation. She thinks, she, I feel like well she played. thinks so much of herself. Well, I don't know. I think she's in a place, she's backed in a corner and feeling a lot of scorn. And so she's acting like a you know, cornered animal, Julia. But again, no your it. audience. You're a grown woman now. Yes. Yeah. All right, with that, that yes. Grant, what is happening at the track? Thanks, Grant. And we want to say the Low J Book Club is sponsored by the Book Club Restaurant, where you, when you go in there and you have a meal or breakfast or something, you get a free appetizer or dessert when you mention Lori and Julia. That's right. And we are really, we're so excited. We've got, um, we love when we have an author on on their actual book, book birthday. And Veronica Roth is joining us and her fantastic book. She's a New York Times bestselling author. Poster Girl is just out today. Veronica, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hello. Hi. And you're author of the Divergence series that so many people have watched the movies or read the books. Yes. And New York Times number one pick for a book, Poster Girl, in the month of October. Congratulations. Thank you. It's been a crazy month. (laughs) We love this book. Yeah. And you know what? We would be uh, poster girls for maybe not always leaning towards a sci-fi dystopian type mm-hmm. of book you know what i mean i'm saying but this you tell the story of this woman's desperate search for a missing girl after the collapse of this society and it is such a thrilling and yet redemptive story it, it's just wonderful so give give people the setup so they because you'll be able to explain it better than i can for poster girl i don't know i think you did pretty well <laughs> but yeah so like you said it's uh, there's this dystopian regime. It's uh, like an authoritarian government. It collapses, and uh, the main character Sonia is on the its propaganda posters when she was a teenager. And then ten years later, she gets an offer from an old enemy. She, well, she gets locked up. Um, that's important. Um, and then ten years later, she gets an offer from an old enemy. And if if you find this missing girl, then you can have your freedom and you can re-enter society. So, uh, but that involves investigating some dark family secrets and some dangerous places in the world around her. So it gets uh, it gets hairy. <laughs> it, re- it really does. And, you know, you can't, you're not, like, I didn't find myself actively thinking about it until I, I had finished the book, but I just thought, you know, in, in some eerie ways, you know, like Julia and I have always joked, I wonder, you know, after we're gone, or will people have, like, a device implanted in their hand? And- or in their eye. Yeah. I mean, we have this thing where it feels like everybody is watching and selling your information. And then at the end of your book, you write that you wrote this during COVID. And I'm wondering, did that help you get more in touch with the, you know, the the puckery, we'll call it, of it all and the despair? Well, a little bit, yeah. It was like a lonely time to be writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it was a time when a lot of people are kind of like, just cleaving to social media, you know, like this is what will keep me connected. Mm-hmm. And and I like social media um, for a lot of reasons, but I was just starting to be like, okay, well, this is how we are voluntarily reporting our location mm-hmm. to each other mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. And, um, you know, it just felt a little bit eerie. Uh, and the, it felt like we were living in the, in the kind of dystopia for a while. Like you go into the grocery store, there were no beans left for some reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was no toilet paper. Like, you know, it's a very strange period. So I think that influenced the writing too. Yeah. It, I am, I was struck. I, I don't have my book because I gave it away to someone, but it, there was a line about kind of like we're all being watched anyway. And it was just, you know, talking about how Sonia in the book 
talks about her eye implant, you know, and how it used to come up and it was like her Google and would share yeah. with her everything in the world and how it's been shut off, but how everyone is being watched with everything they do. And remember Lori and I sitting in here and we're talking about some shoes and all of a sudden on our lap, not even our laptops, our computers in the studio, shoe ads are coming up and we're talking and we're not touching <laughs> keys or anything. And so it's just, it really tapped into that for me. About how close we are because our phones have become a part of our body, mm-hmm. basically, and how we're being monitored in the surveillance. But also, it is such, uh, it was scary and it's so fast paced. I can't put your book down. It's such a great mystery. It's really a wonderful book. If you're just joining us, Veronica Roth, Poster Girl, which, by the way, has the best book cover we've seen in a long time, too. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, so good. Lori, you said it was something meets something. Oh, uh, I've heard it. Your book described as, and um, love this show, Station Eleven, um, with Mackenzie Davis meets the Minority Report. Um, and I was just wondering if you were familiar with either of those that you'd be able to say if you like that description or not. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. I feel like uh, the tone of Station Eleven is, you know, it's a, it's kind of like a near future. Yes feeling thing it's not too not too too sci-fi and then minority report gets the like kind of paranoia um part of it (laughs) yeah because 11 is like terribly paranoid exactly and then you know i'm wondering so okay you're you're a best-selling author chosen ones uh the end and other beginnings the divergent series the carve the mark a dual duology. Do you already have like a Netflix or an Amazon deal or a movie deal for Poster Girl? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not this time. No, um, we'll see how it goes. I do feel like it's, uh, you know, it's one of those stories that could be filmable, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I, I could see it being, you know, like a, a temperate series, you know, uh, like a Station Eleven oh, where it's so a one good. and done because it is. It is so satisfying, this book, even though it is, there was some anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. while reading it. Well, I mean, man, I'm, you guys are boosting my ego today. Thank okay. you. On release day. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed it. I, I really haven't enjoyed a book like this. And I think one of the other things that you write about right away is how this was kind of different, how you're writing about someone who was guilty. Yeah, I have written mostly up until this point about, like, more straightforward hero figures who are, mm-hmm. like, fighting evil, you know, um, even if they are themselves complicated. But this time, I wanted to write a different kind of character, like one that you kind of aren't sure whether you sympathize with her or not, or the extent to which you forgive her for what she's done in the past. Um, and that was a really interesting challenge for me as a writer. And I'm still not sure how I feel about her sometimes. Um, I have a lot of fondness for her now because I've lived in her head for a a long time right um but yeah she's complicated yeah she she really was yeah and that's why i think you know but i mean maybe at the heart of it too like when julia and i were talking about this that it we're not usually like sci-fi readers or something like that but because your story there's so much heart and the story of redemption that's in it it's very profound in that way well it's a little bit closer to reality than yeah. any of my other books have been, um, which I know because my mom was also like happier to read it. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Your your biggest critic, I'm sure. My biggest critic. 
fan, and you know she just can't hide her true feelings. She's a, a very honest person. So yeah, <laughs> I can always tell. Yeah. Okay. So, are you out on book tour? Uh, what's happening with you? So today's the first day, and I don't know if we're like the book is poster girl people. Poster girl, yes. So, what what's going on for you in the next month? Yeah, I'm on book tour right now. I'm in New York City, which is not. I'm from Chicago, so I'm Fun. not at home, and I'll be kind of all over the place for the next couple weeks. What, what, you know, Veronica, what book got you that you fell in, did you fall in love with and thought, wow, words are something? Oh, man, I, well, I think one of the most significant ones I can remember is The Giver by Lois Lowry. Actually, anything by Lois Lowry. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember reading her when I was a kid and she, you know, she could do like a futuristic scenario. The Giver is dystopian, but yeah, right? she was always grounded in like a really profound emotion and a character and i think that helped me to crystallize like what i like so much about stories especially sci-fi stories like it's not about the technology or Mm -hmm. about the society it's about the people who live in that society yeah Mm -hmm. oh boy you took that one to heart with the way you write (laughs) take it to heart yes (laughs) no it's 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 so true and what's the last uh, great book that you've read that you're recommending to people um, I am right in the middle of a really beautiful book called The Women Could Fly by Megan Giddings, which is also kind of lightly sci-fi fantasy, but um, way more about the emotion and the mother-daughter relationship. It's really great. The Women Could Fly is what it's called. The Women Could Fly. Have you heard of that is one? It, yeah, I, yeah, I just looked it up when I, I read that in one of your things. Um, yeah. Is that out? It is out. Yeah, okay. it came out like a month ago. Oh, yeah. gosh. Okay, so many books, so little time. I we, know. <laughs> we have just, well, hello, Midwestern gal, and um, we're in the Twin Cities, obviously. Veronica, it was such a treat. This is the first book that we've read of yours. Yeah, we're going right. to be li- lifetime fans. I hope you just do so, so well, and you keep us in mind for your next book. The book is Poster Girl. We have two copies to give away if you give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. And just what a treat meeting you. Thanks, and- Veronica. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Have a good day. Absolutely. Good luck to you. And Grant, call Grant Poster Girl. You guys, this is a good read. It really is. It'd be a great book club discussion, too, I think. Yeah, it would. Because it really taps into what doesn't feel so far away. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, Grant will take that. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back. This is Lori and Julia on my talk. Uh, That was an epic House of Dragons, episode number nine. I told you, guys. Episode nine. It was really good, but it it lost viewers again, you guys. Again? Again. Because that was a great... I don't... It it fell down... That's to 1.5... And then it was two hundred thousand from last week and three hundred thousand from the previous week. People What's are busy. On? I don't think they're. It's not fans such appointment. are giving up. Grant gave up. Grant's going back. Yeah, but after what you guys told me about these last ones, I'm going to go back. But I did. I'm just like your fans here. I have dropped out. Yeah. Well, and 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 the time thing. I think they could have just put up a title card. Ten years later. Uh, thank you. Ten years. Five years later. So they should have helped because us. Sir Kristen Cole is the same age through all of them. Yeah, they could have helped us as fans. Yeah. 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 And um, if you go, if you watch Leslie Jones' Twitter feed for House of Dragons, it's hilarious and right on the money. And, you know, the whole foot fetish stuff that happened in episode nine, we saw a little bit of it in oh, eight. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then. Um, Before I, we talk about Dancing with the Stars, yes. Grant, who were our winners? 
Yes, absolutely. I was just looking. Susan and Mary were both very excited to okay. be winners for that book. So, right, yes, good. and the phones are like still ringing right now. So, if you're calling in, yeah. we have given them away. But thank you, everyone. So, Dancing with the Stars, you've got Disney Plus okay. now. So, you're so, able to watch. So, this. Jeff's a hockey fan in the mm-hmm. while we're on. Okay. And he's like, You watch wah, what wah. you want, honey. And I'm trying to be nice. You know, this is the married thing. You have to yeah. be compromising. Right. It's right. a whole right. new thing. Right. You right. have to be compromising. Yeah. That's <laughs> part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a whole Don't you have two TVs? Yeah, but it's you can still hear. It's just not far enough away. Okay. My place, we're putting in some walls and stuff and doing stuff. But yeah. right now, it's the one doesn't have the damn cable on it, Lori. It just says streaming, and I the Disney was upstairs. Got it. Got so it, got it was it. just weird. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Both were. And he didn't care, but I was trying to be nice and let him watch it. And so I it's turned. Be nice. Be you. Well, continue to be trust yourself. Me. There you yeah. go. It was yeah. only, it was short-lived. It okay, lasted good. like two okay. minutes when I remembered it was on. And all of a sudden I tune in and it's Selma, Selma Blair. And I, this, she danced at the very end. That's when I tuned in. <gasps> the very I totally end, you missed all of it. I missed all of it, but I tuned in oh, right. Oh my gosh, the best part. Right when the people before were getting their scores and mm-hmm. then it was her. Right. And I was so excited because I just needs now is love is sweet love and i just finished now. reading her book mean girls yes. which is her memoir which mm-hmm. talks all about how throughout her life there were so many signs something was off but she was so misdiagnosed mm-hmm. that she had ms and right. she has very very you know a very aggressive type of ms mm-hmm. and went through a lot of treatments and i remember when they announced the casting for dancing with the stars and they said Selma Blair, and we have a family member who has MS, and I'm like, why would she want to exhaust her body? It's so hard on it. They say, don't get pregnant when you have MS, don't do this, mm-hmm. because you can advance your disease. Yes. And so she, I, we, we talked about that, and I'm that, but everyone was like so excited for the MS, you know, people, exposure, we can try to do this, and she was working The invisible with, disability. Yes. Exactly. And mm-hmm. Carrie Ann Anaba also has an invisible disability, yes. autoimmune system uh-huh. disease, and she's one of the judges. Well, anyway, some of where I've been dying to watch her dances and everything, and we've missed it all along, so I turn and I'm like so excited. Yeah. And then she just says, right then, there, I can't do it. We've been we've working. Got the audio, oh, oh, okay, yeah. here we go. How are you doing? You look like you're limping. Are you okay? Um... We need to talk. Like, yeah, yeah let's sit oh, this is in the pre-packet. So, yep. you know, I've been you know, monitored and in touch with my doctors this whole process. I had these MRIs and then the results came back and it just all adds up to. I can't, I can't, I can't go on with the competition. Just as far as I could. I'm so sorry, so I'm oh, sorry. With a chronic illness, you do have special considerations, and my body is definitely taking a hit. It's way too much for the safety of my bones. They are just, there's just intensive bone trauma and inflammation among ribs and tears, so I could do extensive damage that, that of course, I do not want. I'll have to settle in and, 
and get back to being a mom and showing him I have to, you know, pull back on something that I love doing and sometimes you make hard decisions. Aww. But I really want to have, you know, a last beautiful dance with you and Bella. If you want to dance, you know, it would be my honor. My main worry, it's your health. You're my champion. <laughs> So they did the waltz? A, a gentle dance. dance. A gentle dance, yeah. yes. Has tried and hoped that they could do more, but also the power in realizing when it's time to walk away. So I am so, so. She was so gracious and so lovely. Yeah. And so delightful and so sad. And then Tyra says, my eyes are wet. I see other dry eyes out there. I, I Lori, <laughs> what? First oh, yeah. She she cannot ad no. lib to save her oh, soul. Oh. And she's like, my eyes are wet and I see other dry eyes out there. Jesus. All the other dancers oh, are crying. Everyone right. is crying. Right. We're all crying. Right, right. I'm crying. I just turned it on. And I'm like, no, no, I just I wanted and him I to did, make it. GMA showed the waltz and it, you know, the waltz is such a pretty and then dance and it's a pretty song. Yeah. And she had such a pretty pink. She looked and her hair was, you know, and she then just, just looks lovely. And just how gracious she is yeah, and yeah. how grateful she was about the yeah. whole experience. Because literally, Lori, in her book, she spent days, she was so physically in pain. It feels like because our cousins, um, girlfriend has it mm -hmm. and she talks about you know when you try to lift up your leg it feels like you've got a one ton pound weight on it yeah, and you know you've I, worked closely with moon too yeah brad who has ms i also yeah. had my two cousins they're twins who had mm. ms both have passed away from it and yeah. they had one of them had a child like you said she wasn't supposed to she broke all barriers she had a child uh, this has been affecting my family for years yeah. and my, you know, close friend Moon as well. So, so. Right. well, you know, that that makes for it a was good great exposure book and, ending for her yeah. and she did it. But Tyra, I go to Twitter I, to hate watch is. Tyra. She <laughs> is the worst. She kills the worst all the vibes. She oh. can't see. Selma Blair looked like she was her two year old child. Because yeah. she's really a petite oh. woman. And I mean, she can't never make the show no. all about her. No. No, and she makes it about her instead yes, of about the dancers. It's always about Tyra. Yes. You got to have that standing ovation when she comes out. And <laughs> her stylist clearly hates her, and they keep Alfonso. Saying, <laughs> yeah, go Alfonso the co-horse because he does what our Aaron Rodgers used to do. Aaron mm -hmm. Anders, I mean, yeah. Yeah. used to do after Tom Bergeron. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was he's that person. He was lovely. He's lovely. He, he is. He is. Yes. Lovely. He could host it if they're not going to bring Tom back. But she keeps teasing that there's some big announcement. And hopefully <laughs> See, it's I only her turned leading. in. I know. Lori, listen <laughs> to her. her. I only tuned in for the end. And I will. Here's the one thing I'll say about watching it on Disney+. Plus. It comes in in 4 or 5G. Yes. Oh, yes. So the picture Beautiful. is amazing. But she yeah. just ruins literally everything with Dancing with the Stars. She keeps getting, like the guy she apologized to for getting his name wrong and then in the apology called him the wrong name. Oh, I mean, God. you that can't like make me. it up. Well, I would do, I mean, I, I can't be hard on people for that. My eyes are wet. I see other dry eyes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. It was, 
anyway, that show has heart. You can and, watch it too if you want. It is on your show page. I posted the dance yeah. there. Her final dance and that interview is all posted to the Lori and Julie show page. And really, so yeah, I just hate watch Twitter. I had Bachelor in Paradise on and oh, that got good last it? night. Uh-oh. Oh, do we have crying drama-rama on Bachelor in Paradise. My eyes are wet and others are dry. What did she say again? My <laughs> eyes are wet and I see other dry eyes dry. Eyes. Oh. Other eyes that are dry. You know, I mean, she... It's like all of the meanness of America's Top Model is coming back to karma her. She's so not suited dress, to this job. Her dress. And her hair. Well, and people don't like her. You can tell every week. <laughs> every week they send her out. They just say to her, you work at Tyra. You work at... And she believes them so instead funny. of seeing with her wet eyes the dry look that she's wearing to go out on stage when everybody has to give her a two-minute ovation. Oh, man. And she's very, you know, grand. Oh, I and, know she does. I yeah, know she yeah. does. It's it, it, her dress. I mean, just was... walking out, she annoys me. I have that in common <laughs> with Jason. He and I, and in fact, he does a thing on his show on I Tuesday morning. What, is, what in the world is Tyra wearing? Yes. It's hysterical. <laughs> because it's, it's she's hysterical. so odd. She wears the worst things. She's just, it feels like you. the audience has Stockholm Syndrome because we can't, we like the show, but we can't get Get away from the host. You can't. It's a train wreck. You can't watch. You can't not watch. It's Stockholm syndrome. We're yes. starting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And oh. it's easier for me not to be a Stockholm syndrome uh, victim because uh, you don't have Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't watch it anyway. So you can't watch it. You can't part with that six dollars ninety nine cents. Remember, you just won big in Vegas. I know. Jeez, Louise. I know it because when you think about it, it's. But it's again one more thing. One more question, though. One question: Is SNL having trouble finding hosts? Is that why they're making everyone do double duty? Megan the Stallion last week. She got Carlo this weekend. I mean, that's a great suggestion. That makes sense. No, but but I mean, that seems like a lot of work to be the musical guest and that. I just wonder what's going on. I don't know, but Megan the Stallion got robbed on Thursday night. When she was out in New York, oh, and she was, she gone. said oh, after no. it, she's taking a break. She's exhausted. She is, yep. Yeah, she just said, "I'm exhausted." Which, that would did be she a, have some funny? I didn't watch it at all. I what, let's get Carol Burnett on SNL. Come on now, SNL. Come on, Lauren Michaels. <laughs> just get by Carol Burnett. Let's we, let's do a little. Yeah, should we? We could. I mean, she's a, a living legend. She's a living legend, and all right, we know. We gotta go. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Okay.